In this episode of Turn On The Podcast, Tabitha is talking... About my experience of a shamanic womb journey. Stay tuned to this one. Woohoo! Turn On The Podcast. Turn on your relationships, your parenting, your love, your sex. Turn on your career, your money, your work, your business, your passion, your success. But mostly, turn on to you. Welcome to episode 58 of Turn On The Podcast. I'm Brad Fennell. And I'm Tabitha Fennell. And this week, well firstly... An amazing winter's day. Mm, yeah, it's so warm out here. Can't We're in the park. It. Yeah. I don't know if you can see in the background my pushy, if you're seeing this video or if you're listening to us, you will not see my push bike. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, great morning. My car's in getting a service, so I've been riding around. But anyway, this week, it's really about you. Mm. And your womb journey. Yeah. So you've been on retreat. Tell us all about it. <laughs> How many hours have you got? It's our podcast. We yes. could do this. This could be a six hour. Yeah. Marathon. Marathon. Part. Mm. Anyway. Yeah. No, um, it was an amazing retreat. Beautiful setting up in behind Byron Bay at Paradise One. And. Janine um, Marie, who was the facilitator along with um, several other women, but she was the main facilitator, yeah, ran the shamanic womb journey. That mm. um, was for seven days. It was, it was such a beautiful experience for, for myself and for the women in the group. And, um, yeah, so today I just want to sort of shed light on what I got out of it. I won't be um, talking or telling about the rituals because if any other women out there want to go and, and experience this, I think it's important that they experience it for their own mm-hmm. and to not know about the rituals is the best way to just plunge in it. And, um, got it. And, you know, they're sacred womb rituals, so... Um, what yeah, happens in the important. sacred womb, yeah, which your stays. journey stays. Exactly. Yep. But so what you're going to talk about is yeah, your my experience, experience, what actually, exactly. how it transformed you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it did transform you. No, it totally did. Yeah. The first two days, I think um, it was a real eye-opener to my enmeshment in my life as a woman as um, a mother, a business owner, a lover, a wife, uh, an artist, and to unmesh myself from the busyness and of doing to just sort of sit um, and work on myself and mm. really be um, connected to my body and my womb because um, from the learnings it's, you know, women transmit energy mm-hmm. and we need to feel that energy within our body and within our wombs, mm-hmm. um, that's what really helps us get through life and understand life. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot about connecting 
you know, because a few people have said, how could you talk about a womb for seven days? And, well, it wasn't that. I mean, the womb was the focus because that's where we kept coming back to every day. And So we, the answer is, how could you not? Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Yes. There's a lot of uh, unspoken stuff around the womb. Yeah, Culturally, totally. that's not really explored. Yeah, and the power there that's within our womb and what our womb does every month and what it does if you choose to have a baby and then through the whole menopausal journey, you know, it, mm. it's a powerful organ. Mm. I mean, in Chinese medicine. The cycle as well, like getting your period. Yeah, mm. that's right. Yeah. Mm. And there's huge rituals around that that in the West we don't mm. sort of pursue as much. And so are you going to say in Chinese medicine? Uh, yeah, the uterus is called an extraordinary mm. organ mm. and it is extraordinary. Mm. But on a um, another level, it's, you know, what where us as women can tap into to find our knowledge and inner wisdom. Um, so we used a lot of breath, a lot of sound, a lot of movement to connect to our womb and then, of course... Yeah, a lot of a lot of rituals. So, um. and it's interesting, isn't it? Like accessing part of yourself that isn't ordinary, but rather is extraordinary. Yes, having access, as you said, it's an extraordinary vessel. Yeah, yeah. That in Chinese medicine, we don't separate the body and the mind. No, no. Each organ has an emotion, but also exploring mm. what is mm. the relationship with this powerful. Yes. Organ. How can it rebirth your life? Yeah, yeah, totally. And, you know, the, we talked a lot about the the cosmic womb that, um, you know, the whole world mm. sits in mm. and connecting <laughs> to that and also the cosmic mother. So you each... Like that. Yeah, it's a beautiful mm. analogy, I think. Mm. Um, sort of light sort you of up. Comforting, yeah. Um, powerful. So each day we, we went into a different theme and um, my dreams on the retreat were really intuitive and um, it was amazing synergistic sort of uh, connection to what we were doing mm. each day. Mm. Um, we did a big piece on sisterhood and funnily enough, the week before I went on retreat, I had a bit of a, um, a sisterhood issue come up which, you know, back in the day I would have just closed my heart down and walked away, but it was like, no, no, I want to learn from this. And mm. then when we get there, the first day was was about your shadow and mm. are you overtly using your shadow or invertly using your shadow? Mm. Um, and then we did the whole sister piece and it's so interesting because um, I don't know if you sisters out here, how you deal with sisterhood and how it has affected you. Comes a little baby. It's not always. Bird. It's Hello. not. A, um, it's not always easy. No, and there's wounds there from you know, the, the playhood, school playground mm. to you know, sisters that you grew up with to friends that you've met and left and and so it was a huge uh, piece to sit with women and hear of their their wounds and then how to deal with these wounds and and move on and really rejoice in what sisterhood can can be mm. as women. And how do you, are there some techniques or things or that people 
could get help and support because I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who really connect to what you're saying in the sense of sisterhood wounds. Yeah. Yeah, well, I think, yeah, doing therapy around them is, you know, a awareness. huge awareness gives you insight into, you know, like for me, I with this uh, person, you know, I just didn't want to shut down like I usually would have. Mm. Um, but I haven't really had to. I haven't really had too many sisterhood issues. The last one, I think, was about 17 years ago. Mm. So I was thinking, well, I want to do it differently this time. Mm. So I explored it within myself. Mm. And for, you know, within myself, I was not really sharing um, how I felt Mm. and the effect it had on me. Mm. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was interesting. I had to be more, um, I'm trying to think of the word. (sighs) <sighs> mm, sounds like that. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes there isn't a word. Sometimes there's a sound. Or exactly. A... There are movement that goes with, yeah, I had to show my feelings more. So mm. instead of, you know. Shutting down. Shutting down, I had to really go into the pain that I was feeling and why I was feeling it. And, and that is also about showing yourself your feelings more. Mm. Yeah, and allowing you to feel vulnerable. I think that was the word I was looking for. Mm. Allowing myself to feel vulnerable with this person mm. and how vulnerability, when you share that, is actually a really a huge strength. Mm. And um, if you can show your vulnerability to the people that uh, care about you and love you, mm. I think that's the one of the biggest strengths mm. um, in it's relationship. It's essential, isn't it? Yeah. can can you hold me? Can you love me? Yes. For who I am? Yeah, yeah. Can you support me in really unfolding that? Exactly. You know, it's like, who, who are we really? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, we identify as this person, but it may not also be fully who we are. Yes. How do we support each other and have access to those other parts. Mm -hmm. Those parts that are kind of calling us, that may have been calling us all our life. Could be our heroic journey to come home Mm. to that person. Yeah. Your wombness. Yes. Yeah. To go back to your womb. Mm. You know? Yeah, and see what resonates there. You know, we did another great piece where it's actually, um, you know, you need to, you don't need to, but we were sinking into our womb to, to trust our womb's direction and energy and to trust mm. that feeling within our body. Mm. And we did an amazing exercise about, you know, follow your womb. Where does it need you to go? Where does it need you to be? Don't go with your head. It was all about disengaging. Well, not disengaging, but Because we tend not to go leading. with our head all the That's time. That's right. Yeah. Not leading with your head. So come back into your body. How does your womb feel? What's the sound there? What's the movement? And, and trusting that. So we did an amazing um, exercise, which wasn't a ritual, and we went out into this beautiful land and we just had to trust our bodies. And I did that on several several occasions. And one point, um, as I'm walking out of the hall, this butcher bird, which is funny, a baby butcher bird just <laughs> appeared before, came and flew straight past my head and down into the um, paddock. So I basically followed that. Mm. and went down there and then I stood under the branch it was on and it was there cleaning its beak on the branch and pooing and sitting still and then next minute would take off 
and it would fly and it would it was trying to catch an insect mm. and um, yeah it took about three or four goes to catch this insect caught it came back and sat back like here comes the butcher bird now he just represented with an exactly insect? yep it's exactly, got an insect. What <laughs> exactly what I said exactly what I said see there's the trust there's synchronicity uh, at play I love it there's the dreaming of the womb my friends the little butcher bird just went off and did exactly that he was sitting here with us and then he trusted in Mother Nature. And it was all about trusting in Mother Nature that it will give you what is needed. So for that, the butcher bird was teaching me that, to sit still, to keep your uh, eyes open and your observation and your heart and connection to the land. And the land will give you what you need. Mm. Stay aware. Stay away. Aware. Mm. <laughs> away. Away. Aware. And connected. Connected to how your body feels. And then it flew away into the bush and I couldn't see it. And I was like, oh, no, no, it's gone. Oh, and I started to, you know, get a bit frantic. And then the next minute I looked up to this totem pole and then above that totem pole was this huge big eagle. And it was just following the drafts and circling around and it was just moving across the sky until it went out of vision, out of my vision. And then these big cluster of black cockatoos came over. So it was kind of just trusting, trusting that your body knows where to lead you and if you let your head get in the way, mm. you know, I could have run off into the bush to try and find the butcher bird because, oh, my God, that's what, you know, it was teaching me trust. Mm. But then the next minute the <laughs> eagle came and it was teaching me trust. Look at how it can float in and with the wind mm. and the circling mm. up mm. so high mm. and trusting Mother Nature mm. to hold it. Mm. So, and you could have in that moment go, but I don't trust, I need to find the butcher bird. Yes. Where is it? It's gone. It's like, ah. Yeah. No. Things it's change. Or things change. Yeah. And there's something, something is evolving and something is trying to evolve. Yeah. Something is trying to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Trust. Trust. Trust that your body, and especially if you key into your womb, knows where you should be and who you should be hanging out with. Mm-hmm. And... Um, yeah, it's just a beautiful tool to, to trust, to get stay in your body, connect to it deeply. And, you know, with, with your womb, because of that cosmic womb, it's where your, you know, your femininity comes and your, your um, intuition is centred there. So for us women to really be in contact with, it's not our head. Your head doesn't give you your intuition. It's your womb in that heart connection, mm. gut, that gut feeling, mm. or that womb feeling. Mm. And it's interesting because obviously I don't have a womb. No. But there's, there is. <laughs> but you also no, have that. Yes. Mm. I can feel mm. like like when you're yeah. talking about it, it like yeah. it takes me to somewhere deep. Yes. And I feel that cosmic womb and I feel that that deep. For me, there's some kind of deep cave nature. There's, there's the birthing, the great mother, yes. the mother earth that yes. gives birth yeah. yep. and that we all have been held by that womb, mm. that we're all yeah. part of that womb yeah. and being held by that and, and there's a darkness to that cave mm. for me, mm. not a negative darkness. No, no. Something birthing. Yes. And connecting to that part. Yeah. And something, there's something when I just went into that cave and there was, there was stillness and waiting Wow! as well. Wow. Which is waiting for your body to give you yeah. the answers, yeah. not, not your head. 
look, and it's multifaceted, but there's something in the the feminine womb womb mm. that is introverted that goes in, that is yes. deep and connects to something greater. Yes. There's something yes. external. Yeah. And extroverted about the male cock that is yeah, totally. out in the world. And, yeah, and, yeah, yes. Um, different energies, and I think both yeah. of those energies are really yeah. important, introversion mm. and extroversion. Yeah, and Janine actually talks about how us women, to connect, we need to go down into the, the matter, which is down mm. into the womb, where men actually... When they, they connect, they come up, which mm. is the cock energy mm. coming up, just exactly what you said. And it comes up and it vibrates up into their third eye. Mm. Where women are different, we need to go down into that dense matter. Mm. But then once we've fully reached that dense matter, we can rise back up into... <laughs> so it's, it's like a circular oh. sort of motion, but you've got to Stunning. go deep and down. You have to go down. Mm. You see that with people sometimes struggling who have never gone down yeah who yeah who I know for myself at times I have kind of a positivity bent mm-hmm. an optimistic bent mm. and at times I've had to actually go down into the yes the dark night Darker. of the soul yeah exactly yeah you know into yes. the cave yeah mm. but there is something about celebrating and honoring these these parts of ourselves that are often in the shadows, you mm. know, that we cover these parts up, which mm. isn't wholly bad, but mm. it's sometimes we have to uncover. Mm. Like um, I ran the latest men's group, which was amazing, but just before it was all on critic work. You know, yeah. I, as you know, I had that dream. Yes. Which was really where everyone was coming around and it, it wasn't sexual, but everyone, my cock was like the totem that everyone was painting. Yes. And there was something in that mm. that honoured my masculinity. Yeah, yeah. And I think our dreams... Yeah, and you had that dream the night before we actually did the masculine day of yeah. learning um, what it feels like to be energetically a man <laughs> That's right. with a cock. That's right. with, I knew know. something interesting. You were sending some interesting dreams my way. <laughs> well, great dreaming. You're very shamanistic, so mm. you're picking up on the field. So, mm. And that was, um, yeah, pretty powerful, actually, to understand that masculine uplifting um, mm. that you just talked about. Mm. Mm. Which came out of the womb journey? Yeah, we did a whole um, day on masculinity and um, it was just, you know, talking about when boys first go through puberty, they've Mm. got 600% rise in testosterone. Mm. So they're very, they want to penetrate, you Mm. know, with their cock, with their energy, with their, you know, they bump into things, they're they're full on, you know, they don't quite get what's going on. And just um, talking how important it is for them to do exercise and mm. um, to be connected to something mm. that they're really into and to to support men. You know, we don't have that ritual journey now mm. for young boys to go through, mm. which... Yeah, men need to be challenged. Yes. You know, it's important that there's something in their life, that there's a sense of purpose, mm. That, mm. that there's something that's just not delivered to them. Because Data was talking about um, how we think men think they want freedom. Yeah. But we play golf. Yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. You know, which has got bunkers and sand traps and it's not this simple thing, but yeah, yeah. we're challenged. Yeah. And I think that's important. Yeah. And another big aspect was, you know, that we've had feminism and we've still got feminism, which has been amazing and we need it for where we've come from. Mm. Um, but now, you know, women have got wounds, of course, around men mm. and... Um, how to deal with your wounds and how can we change this wounds from, you know, projecting and vomiting mm. gook on men mm. um, and your boys. Mm. Um, how, how the new change, like there's a change coming and how do we do that? And I think the biggest thing was work on your wounds with men. Yeah. Work on the wounds if you're a mother with boys and if you've got deep wounds around you know, trauma with men, how can you work with that to try and release that, which can be really painful and, you know, um, but it's something to look at and something to get help around to try and change this state that's happening at the moment. And, of course, you know, it goes on the other side. Men need to work on their wounds Fully. and blah, blah, blah. But we were Fully. at a women's retreat and it was about what women could do to help change this, you know, where is feminist, feminism taking us and... Where do we, what relationship do we want with our men mm. and our boys? Look, as women become empowered, which I think is awesome and completely needed, yes. the last thing that a powerful woman needs is an, an unpowerful man. Yeah, that's right. You yes, know what yes, I mean? he's it's being like, shut down, he's been trying to be the good feminine woman. Yeah, it won't work. In a man's work. body. It won't work. <laughs> Not it's all like, the time, anyway. They've got to be. This is the splitting of the yin and the yang, you know, yes. the splitting of the Tao, the yin yes. and the yang. And, yeah. and you want a man as equally as powerful as you are yeah. in his own mm. way. Mm. And yeah. and it's, it, it's the responsibility of us men yes. as well to pick that up. Yeah. And for me as a mother, when we came home and I came home and you were all in the front yard and as I drove down, I could see you all, but my eldest... Our eldest son, I could barely recognise him, mm. even though I knew it was him. Mm. And it was such a shock for me because I think I had still had him in such <laughs> a, a boy's body and a boy's, you know, that's my boy. And he gets there locked he is. in at 12, it's still your child. That, yeah, it's my baby. <laughs> yeah. And I looked at him and it was like, he is a young man. My, mm. my baby is gone. He's mm. 16 going on 17. Mm. And I've got to honour that within him mm. and yeah, allow him to really be the young man with me. Yes. For him to grow into that young man. So yes. I need to change my mothering in a way that goes, okay, he's coming into manhood. He needs mm. to learn about growing up. And, there was and how do I help him with that? Yeah. And there was something, you know, fantastic about also you not being there for a week. Yes. There was something in mm. the mother role being taken out and it was like yeah. there was an aspect of secret men's business. Yeah, there was yeah, an aspect yeah, yes, of, between the four of you. Yeah, how do we negotiate this mm. um, when it's just a, a male world? Yeah. And I think that was good for a while. I think that was important. And I th just as it was important for you to go and do deep feminine work. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so important. And, you know, then you had the grandparents there mm. helping and supporting you on a different way. Yep. Which was really yeah, a nice Yeah, school pickups because I was at mm. work and then mm. coming in and mm. 
yeah, it was a good, it was a great dance. Yeah. I had, I really in, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. You know, I was working a little bit more, and but Mm-mm. it was really, I don't know. Sometimes it's good when you're a little bit under. Pressure's not the word. I don't know what the word is, but it's like okay. Yeah, you didn't have bit, me to li- fall back completely. on. Completely, there's a like, little bit more to do here. Yeah, right. Let's do it. Let's yeah. get make sure we're organised. And how do we get the kids involved in helping it get done? Yeah. Mm. And when one of them's broken, yeah, sent that's for right. The broken yeah. leg and can't yes. quite do as much. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So that and we did a beautiful um, uh, piece on the mother. And it was great. It was the ritual was an amazing um, insight into, you know, we come from the cosmic mother. Mm. So we know that the cosmic mother can hold us in our entirety Mm. forever. Mm. And then we come into the earth and we're born and we have a mother and usually she just doesn't live up to the cosmic the mother. cosmic mother you know it's like how dare we even think that this poor mere mortal can you know be all that we want so you know you've got your wounds around our oh, mum's not Mom, like this why aren't you being my cosmic mother yeah that's right and you're not holding me here and can't you see i need you to say this and do this and be this way with me so it was really alleviating to go wow i've expected my mum to be the cosmic mother yeah. and she's a freaking awesome mother Get it. I agree. She and, is. But it was just so nice to relieve her from that and go, okay, mm. but I also have the cosmic mother there that I can tap into and know mm. about mm. that can support me in that way. Mm. And then how as I am a mother now, how do I actually release myself and going, I can't be everything for my children mm. because they're going to have their own ideal of cosmic mother God. and I ain't going to fit that God. totally. They're going to whinge and complain a little about Yeah, it. which is great. <laughs> so that was, was yeah, it? Someone another said, huge... It's such a relief to suddenly go, eh, that's what therapists are for. Yes. At some point in life we'll leave them with, you know, do too much for them. Yeah. They're going to need therapy. Not yeah. do enough, they're yes. going to need therapy. Yeah, you yeah, know, exactly. It's like there's going to be some stuff. Yeah, do everything you hit, think you need to do and yeah. they'll still give them therapy. Give them <laughs> not enough obstacles, life will deliver it. Give yeah. them too many, they feel shut down. Exactly, so. yeah. So, yeah, that was a, yeah, the, the cosmic mother versus the real mother. Awesome concept. And then uh, the last day we, well, the second last day we went into the crone, crone energy, which was like the the key that really just brought the whole um, the whole uh, ritual together. Mm-hmm. Because before that we did actually do blood rituals around getting your period. That was kind of in the sisterhood mm. area, which was beautiful and amazing, mm. and once again so important for mothers who have daughters to to look into this ritual to actually take charge and just not chuck them a (coughs) bunch of pads and meds to actually make you know there's so many beautiful people that you can go to to see what ritual they do (coughs) for a woman coming into womanhood Mm -hmm. and I think um you know um Jane Collins Harden I think it's Harden. She has got some great writings about um, how to bring through your daughter uh, when she first gets her Menzies. Mm. Because when you are 
whatever is happening to your daughter at that point in time. Um, there, yeah, Jane Hardwick Collin, Collings, sorry, look her up, she's amazing. Um, yeah, whatever's happening or what happened to you as a woman when you first got your first period um, is what you take through um, as your initiation. So if you're having a really horrible time at school and you got your period and you bled all over your dress, well, then that's going to be your initiation into mm. becoming a woman. Mm. Or is it that you actually got to sit down and talk to your mum and a few of your mum's girlfriends and they shared their experience and you had a little ritual mm. going on. You're to welcome really... into the system. Exactly, yeah. So I think that, that was another huge piece that we got around. That's so powerful. Yeah. Yeah, talking about that time. Um, but, yeah, getting back to the Chrome. The Chrome was great um, because Janine's actually been going through menopause and um, I'm in perimenopausal at the moment. So it was such a good connection um, to have a, a, such a vibrant transmission of where menopause can take you. And, you know, Janine has been through rough times with menopause but she was also saying that um, from her experience that if she brings through the mother and the maiden archetype without their wounds so basically work on your wounds of your maiden mm -hmm. energy and your mother energy and then bring those so wounds like just experiences that have happened that have yeah tra it's trauma. trauma yeah exactly through your life in yes. those phases of your life yeah exactly yeah where you might have been have been put down for, you know, being the beautiful, um, bright dancing uh, maiden mm. or, mm. yeah, mm. through motherhood if you've been critiqued or criticised about being a certain type of Shamed. mother. Shame. Yeah, it's a big one. So to look at that um, and as you're leading up to menopause to take the maiden and the mother through into the crone. And she said in those sorts of people that you see that are in menopause who are in that crone era have a sparkle in their eye. You know, they're very, um, they've got a, mm. a light to them that you're mm. just, you're attracted and drawn to. They're there's not, a wisdom. There's wisdom there. They don't, they can hold other younger women in their maidenhood. Hmm. They can hold mothers in their motherhood. Wow. They don't put them down and go, oh, the young people of today. Mm. Oh, mm. look at what that's mother. They actually mm. have been there. They know it and that they're there as elders to help other women come through and guide mm. them mm. um mm. and which I, I think the world's craving is an eldership yeah like and my nan always had that sparkle there mm. you know right up until 96 when she died she was mm. still flirting with you mm. you know mm. she every man that. she would she just got on back of a harley at 94 and you know she just had that spark, spark there so um and then, of course, menopause is, is a big, um, it's a dissolving process, mm. you know. It's a spinning, everything in your world is dissolving and that's relationships that might not serve you anymore. It's maybe where you live, it might be your career, your profession. Um, your identity. Your identity, how you respond to things, um, how much you want to be involved in, in life, in other people's lives, Um she said so. It's a it's a really tricky dance, mm. but it's an amazing dance as mm. well. So, I think the biggest thing is that you know through the whole workshop was that um, it's through the body that the feminine 
can really reach ecstasy. Wow. And to stay in your body mm-hmm. and to um, go into your womb and make the sounds of the womb, mm. make the dance of the womb, mm. vibrate that energy in everything you do mm. that connects to your womb and then that will vibrate the most amazing things that you need in your life. And you'll soon get to know that, oh, that vibration of that person or this situation doesn't resonate with me. It feels like what story do you have to play out when you access these parts? Mm. It's going to be very different. Like the menopausal journey is a journey of change. Yes. Is a journey of unfolding, of yeah. eldership. And it's painful wisdom. if you're trying to hold on to the old you. Yeah. <laughs> it's really painful. Yeah. You know, can you sit in the fire of hot flushes and know that it's actually burning away mm-hmm. parts of you that you no longer need? And mm-hmm. Can you let go of them? Mm-hmm. It's so wise. Yeah. It's so big, yeah. so powerful. Yeah. So it was an amazing journey. I met some very courageous, juicy, gorgeous women and it was just so beautiful to be in that environment. Mm. Um, and Paradise One, um, 85, I think 80% of the food that we ate there was all grown on the property and wow. uh, it had a big river, so we swam in the river every day and, um, yeah, it was a magical, magical mm. space. Mm. Amazing. Mm. Thank you for you and those women for doing that yeah. work. It's like yes. it's the work. Yeah, for the outer tribe of women mm. it was for the collective mm. everyone can do their little it's bit and change the it. world I love hearing about it mm. of course I've heard some of it but yeah and there's so, so much more but that, that that's probably yeah if you're ever thinking of going on a womb journey I think um Janine's doing go. one in yeah. Greece and then one <laughs> in uh, which would be amazing for all the Greek <laughs> goddesses that that's that coming hint? up soon yeah <laughs> I know my girlfriend keeps sending me because I went to Sandorini and the Greek islands when I was 18 mm. with my girlfriend. She keeps sending me clips. Look, mm. look, remember this, remember this. Maybe it's time to go back. Mm. And I think she's doing one uh, in England or Scotland as well. Wow. And it'd so be check her out. And, and doing those things in, on different land would be amazing as well. Yeah, different archetypes and, yeah, yeah. New yeah. places. Mm. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, that. I hope it made sense. Some of it doesn't make sense until you makes, experience it. Oh, but makes sense to me. That's all it's part like, of a shamanic journey, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, awesome. Mm. Stay in your body. Stay in your womb, women. Yeah, beautiful. Beautiful story. Okay. And just finalising, we're now on Spotify. Because um, it's early days, it might be hard to find. But if you search up uh, Brad or Tabitha Fennell, F-E-N-N-E-L-L, it'll pop up, turn on the podcast. So you can now hear us as well on Spotify. Yay. So thank you for sharing. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you for everyone for listening. Yeah, thanks for all your beautiful comments and sharing it out to your friends and it's awesome. We shall see you again next week. Okay, bye. Bye.